You're listening to Aubrey CD Speaks, where truth is spoken for your freedom. Hello, and thank you for listening to Aubrey CD Speaks. This episode, I'm going to read out of Isaiah, which is my favorite book of the Bible. Um, Isaiah has always had a you know, soft spot in my heart. Ever since uh, the Lord had really shown me that he had gifted me with um, just the prophetic, um, I, I would study both the major and the minor prophets and studied about what prophets were and um, seers and why they were so important in the Bible, Old and New Testament. Um, but there was something about the book of Isaiah that always just had a tender spot in my heart. And I, I loved reading uh, just all 66 chapters. I loved looking into the history of it all. And when certain times that Isaiah said something was going to happen and then it happened. And, and uh, I, I really think that Isaiah probably put in that love of uh, um, Mediterranean history for me. Um, because you could, you could read Isaiah and then you could read, um, what happened during his time, you know, after his time is awesome. And, um, and actually my favorite chapter of the Bible is in the book of Isaiah. Crazy enough as that sounds. Um, but we're not going to talk about that chapter Today, we're actually going to talk about the chapter before it, uh, Isaiah 53. Uh, you know, for, for the Jews, this is a very controversial kind of chapter, and it's true. It, it's straight up Jesus. Isaiah is giving a straight up word about Jesus, but there's also something about it that's so much more than that. He is explaining why Jesus went to the cross. He's explaining to everyone why it was so important for Jesus to do what he did. And I'm going to explain to you why it was so important um, that Jesus went, onto the cro- went to the cross and why he went through the pain, the humiliation, and just the tragedy of it all for an innocent man to be... Uh, put up for, you know, beaten, beaten, whipped to the point that you couldn't even tell um, who he was. I mean, he was just raw meat on that cross and, and he endured it. It said that he, he endured it joyfully knowing why he was doing it was so important. And he did it in faith, knowing that his father God um, was going to do exactly what he said he would do. Like Jesus went to the cross standing in faith. And um, before all this happened, he was in the garden of Gethsemane. He was in the garden, Mount of Olives, I'm sorry. He was in the garden and um, he was asking God, you know, if there's any way, let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. So in, in that moment of weakness as a man, and Jesus knew what he was about to face and what he was about to endure, he was not looking forward to it. And he was telling God, if there's any other way to keep this from happening, like, 
let's do this. But if this is your will, then let, let your will be done because I'm not here for me. I'm here for you. And that's, you know, wow. If you, if you read about what he went through for us, just, just the, like he had his beard pulled out and he was whipped. Oh, just a tremendous amount of times. And I mean, he knew he was going to go through some serious pain. But the fact remained that he went to that cross for us. He did it on our behalf. And Isaiah 53 tells you more about it. So we're going to read that. I'm going to read it out of the NIV because I just, um, it says it, it says it uh, a little bit easier just to, to listen to, okay? So I'm going to start in verse 4 of Isaiah 53. And it says, Surely he took, up, he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. Yet who of his generation protested? For he was cut off from the land of the living, for the transgression of my people he was punished. He was assigned a grave with the wicked, and with the rich in his death, Though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth, yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days, and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. So the reason right here that Isaiah says that Jesus went to the cross was for our sin, our transgression, for our iniquities, so that we would have peace. And that by his stripes we're healed. Okay, so that means that Jesus went on the cross to heal and remove from us sin, Sickness, disease, pain, depression, anxiety, like all the things that would afflict our body, our mind, our spirit, our heart, Jesus died for. A lot of times we um, only focus on the sin because it's important. Sin is what separates us from God. Sin is what um, uh, stands between us and so much of God's promises. And, and ultimately, sin is what brought Jesus to the cross. So that 
sin would be removed from us because because of sin. Uh, the payment of sin is death, and that's one sin. So if you think about if you think about it, if you stop and think about right now all the sin that that has been committed in your life. You know that would be death upon death upon death upon death upon death, and times however many times you can think of the times that you've sinned, maybe even in just a week. All right, and and you can say, well, you know, it depends on what you consider sin is. Okay, well, let's let me explain it like this: whether or not you know what God considers sin, you yourself know what is right and wrong. You know that it's wrong to steal. You know that it's wrong to lie. Um, because there's always that thing inside of us that like we have this option, this choice to do right or wrong. And, and our conscience is talking to us. And we have this option. And when we choose to do what we know according to our conscience, conscience is wrong. There's that feeling inside of us of like, oh man, I hope I never get caught. Or, oh man, I know what I did was wrong. Ugh, I just, uh, and it bothers us. Like there's this place that just bothers us that what we did was wrong. And whether or not we justify it by saying, well, I just hope I never get caught in a lie. Or I never get caught doing this. Or I never get caught doing that. Because uh, then I'll get, you know, then I'll be punished, you know. Um, it doesn't matter. It's. We know what is right and wrong. And ultimately, every person will stand before God at death when they die. And God will judge us according to our sin, according to what we ourselves know is right and wrong. So we are without excuse. Every single one of us, whether we grew up in church or not, whether we know the Ten Commandments or not, we are without excuse. Because we ourselves know what is right or wrong. The book of Romans talks about how God put upon, uh, put in our hearts a, a conscience. He put his law in our hearts so that none of us are without excuse. And our conscience is, bears witness to God's law. You know, do not steal. Do not cheat. Do not lie. Um, do not murder. Uh, um, make God your, make God you know, you're God, you know, don't, don't worship any other gods. And, you know, when that, our conscience pricks us about what we choose to do above God, that right there, we know we've sinned against him. So we are without excuse. So we have all sinned, all of us, um, and fallen short of God's glory. Not one of us is perfect. Only Jesus was perfect. Jesus had as many times uh, to do what, do what was wrong, just like we did, and yet he chose to do what was right. He was tempted, just like we are, and yet he chose to do what was right every time. And because of that, he was a perfect sacrifice. Because when sin came into the world, it took um, the uh, blood of animals to uh, remove that, it took it. It took animals to rem- to conceal um, uh, Adam and Eve's nakedness. So the con- knowing that they were standing there naked, um, 
it, it bothered them, and so God covered them. God killed some animals, the first time animals were killed that we know of, um, in order to cover Adam and Eve. And so it took animals, the sacrifice of animals, to conceal sin. And it consistently from then on, and it's even in many cultures, um, it takes sacrifice to continually conceal sin. And yet, um, it had to consistently be done because sin wasn't gone once and for all in our lives just because a sacrifice was done once. But it was consistently, and even in many cultures, not just the Jewish culture, many cultures consistently done to try and remove sin. Sin of a person, sin of the people. So we... um, we all know what is right and wrong, and we all know that we are without excuse, and we all know that there's nothing that we can do to remove the sin in our lives. And that's where Jesus comes in, and that's where what he did on the cross comes in. He, as a perfect human, never did any wrong, was a perfect sacrifice for our sin once and for all. And it was man who sinned against God, and it was man who took upon himself the sin of the world so that no longer could man, so that mankind no longer had to live with sin, in sin, consumed by sin, but they in fact could have sin removed from them and be made righteous in the eyes of God. And that took the perfect sacrifice, which was Jesus. So he bled for us. He was broken for us. He had the wrath of God poured out on him and the great punishment that comes because of sin was put upon his shoulders, was put upon him so that we did not have to face the punishment, so that we would not have to endure it. And the Bible says that, um, that Jesus did it in joy. Like with, with great joy, he endured the cross, knowing that, knowing that at the end of it all, And it even says here, I mean, look, it says, mm, let's go a little bit further down. He was cut off from the land of the living for the transgression of my people. He was punished. Let's see. And then it says, um, and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. Verse 11 says, after he has suffered, He will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many, and he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great. Okay, and let's see. We're going to stop right there. But so he, he took it all on knowing what the end result would be. He put his faith and trust in God and the promise that God said that after three days he'd rise him up from the dead. 
Okay, so he put faith that um, he took on the punishment of the world that God would raise him up after three days and, and, and have him sit on the throne beside him. Okay? And so Jesus endure it, endured it knowing that if he did this, all of mankind would know God the way he knows God. If they believed on what Jesus did for them on the cross. See, it's not just simply he did it and now we're going scot-free. The beautiful thing about this all is we have a choice. God's given us a choice. God's given us the option. And he's told us, you know, um, my son endured the cross. My son paid the fine for you so that you don't have to. So now you have a choice. You can continue to live in, in sin, you know, doing your own thing, living your own life the way you want to live, and, and live cons- committing sin after sin after sin, wage of death, wage of death, wage of death, 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 death. Um, knowing, you know, dying, and, and, and going where your sin goes. Or you can know that Jesus died for you, bled for you, took on the punishment for you, so that you don't have to die in your sin, so that you don't have to go where your sin goes, and, and live free. Live free forevermore as my child. I mean, because it's not just that we live without sin, it's, be, it's we become a child of God. We become a son and daughter of God the way Jesus is. Um, when we're born again, God puts on us the righteousness of Christ Jesus. So he looks at us and we're righteous in his eyes. We're righteous the way Jesus is righteous in his eyes. And, and we share in the blessing and the love of God and, and, and the goodness of God and all the benefits that Jesus has. It says that we're co-heirs with Christ when we're born again. But we have to put our faith and trust in what Jesus did at that moment on the cross. We have to put our faith and trust that he did that for us. And if we cry out to him and repent and turn away from our sin, that God's going to answer just like God answered him and raised him from the dead after three days. That's where it comes in. We have to understand that we are living in sin and we will die in sin without Jesus. That we will not know the beauty of, of, of living in freedom because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. Unless we turn away from our sin, unless we turn away from the life that we've deemed that is our own and that we are living and put our faith and trust and ask Jesus for help, salvation from the sin and the life that we're living, humble ourselves before him and admit that we need him because we do, we need him. Desperately, we desperately need him. He's there for us. Jesus is there for us. He came for us. He bled for us. He's there for us. And the beautiful thing about it is Jesus did not just die for our sins. He died for our healing, mind, body, and soul. So we have this beautiful benefit of being uh, born again, the blood of Jesus setting us free, of sin, setting us free from sickness, setting us free from death, setting us free from 
from guilt and shame, setting us free from um, mental diseases, setting us free from physical diseases, setting us free from generational diseases, setting us free from all of it, whatever it was that sin brought in. Sin brought in death. With sin came death. So anything that causes death in your life, cancer, disease, um, whatever it is that would bring death to your life, kill your body, kill your mind, kill your soul, Jesus completely healed us of that. Jesus did all of that for us, and we can know what it is to live free and healthy and whole with a strong mind. If we put our faith and trust in him, if we admit that we need somebody to save us from ourselves, to save us from what we've deemed to be our own way, our own life, however we want to live it, to free us from ourselves and put our faith and trust in him and what he did for us on the cross and all that he endured. He did it knowing that we were in sin. He did it knowing that we would sin. He did it knowing that we would probably even laugh in his face. But he knew that there would be a time where we could, where we would think on it and consider it and realize that we need someone to save us. And that, that someone is Jesus. Always Always has been, always will be, Jesus and Jesus alone. Nothing good that we will ever do in our lives can remove the sin from our lives. No good deed, you know, will will ever remove the the sin that we've committed. You know, um, I was I, it just popped in my head um, that show on Disney Plus where uh, um, the uh, Moon uh, Moon Knight. Um, and there's this one point where he's on, he's on the boat, you know, and it's measuring his good deeds and bad deeds and, and it's weighing in and, and trying to decide, you know, if he's going to go to, um, punishment because of his bad deeds or will his good deeds outweigh his bad deeds and he can know peace. That's not the way it is. That's not the way it really is. Nothing we do can outweigh the sin that we've committed because the payment of sin is death. And there's nothing good that we can do to make it life. Only Jesus brings life. We can't do that on our own. That's, that's from Jesus and Jesus alone. Only Jesus gives us life. It's only through Jesus and what Jesus did for, for us on the cross can we have life. It's some of the reason why Jesus came back from the dead after three days. He died for us so that we don't have to die in sin. And he lives for us so that we can live through him. And it's, um, it's there for you. Today, right now, while you're listening, this very moment is the perfect moment to put your faith and trust in Jesus, to turn away from the sin that you committed, repent or turn away from the sin of your life 
the life that you've been living and admit it to yourself and admit to God that your life can't save you and nothing you can do can save you and that you need Jesus and cry out to Jesus cry out to him for salvation in humility knowing that you can't do it on your own no money can take you uh, out of sin no no family name can take you out of sin no other religion can take you out of sin only Jesus only Jesus and the blood of Jesus can remove the sin in your life and give you life and life to the full and clothe you in the righteousness that the righteousness of Christ he will clothe you in his righteousness so you will walk live breathe blink every day in his righteousness knowing that you are really and truly free and loved by God God gives us a new heart when he answers brand new heart you have a new life literally a new life you are never the same your life is never the same does that mean it's easy no no I'll tell you right after I got born again I had people in my life that made it a living hell but at the same time Jesus told me God told me if you just trust me if you just trust me just do what I tell you to do just trust me everything's going to get better and it did I just trusted him I relied on him I yielded and submitted to him I already, get, I already told him he, my life was not my own that my life was his and he could do whatever he wanted with it and he did and it's been awesome it's been amazing and not only that I know that I never have to hold on to my own strength in order to get through anything that I can rely on his strength because his strength is so bigger and so greater than my strength could ever be and all I have to do is just trust him and just rely on him and he gets me through everything his strength his love his grace it gets me through everything his peace holy spirit gets me through so much that would have been so hard for me before and then there's his the blood that that healed me healed my mind healed my heart healed my body I'm more alive today than I was ever before. I'm telling you this. I'm in my 30s, and I feel better in my 30s than I ever did in my 20s before I got born again. I got born again at age 25, and I feel better and more alive now than I did back then. And it's only because of Jesus. It's only because of what he did for me. I'm free. I'm alive. I'll tell you this too. My husband, very recently, got healed of a genetic disease. It was something in his body. It was genetic. It was in his DNA. 
And it's uh, something that's rare in the United States, something that's more common in the UK and a little bit more common in Canada because it comes from Europe. And uh, it's called porphyria. And um, anybody that has porphyria that's listening to this know that Jesus, Jesus healed uh, the world of porphyria all those years ago when he shed his blood. And all you have to do is put your faith and trust in Jesus. And he's, he will heal you. He's no respecter of person, but he will heal you and set you free of porphyria. My husband, my husband is a witness of that. And, I mean, I'm telling you, the blood of Jesus is powerful. He can remove things that are in your DNA that you thought you would just always have to deal with. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No, Jesus will heal it. Jesus shed his blood. Jesus endured it all so that you may be healed. You may be free. You may be living life to your fullest. So, today is a good day to turn away from your sin. Repent. Put your faith and trust in what Jesus did for you on the cross. Put your faith and trust that when you cry out to God, God will answer and give you a new life. Today's a good day. And until next time, if you have any questions, I'm on Instagram, Aubrey CD Speaks. You can DM me. I'm on Twitter under Aubrey CD Speaks. You can, um, you can, Private message me there, and uh, and I'll help you any way I can. If you are in the Dallas Fort Worth area, and um, you uh, you want to know more about what God has done, I have an awesome place you can go to hear more about God and and what Jesus has done for you, and that's at Deliverance Bible Church. It's at a uh, the address is 310 West Pipeline Road, Hearst, Texas, 76053. Um, meetings are on Sundays at 2 p.m. And um, periodically, there are um, radio shows under Revival and Souls Radio on Twitch. Uh, so, uh, And you can find Deliverance Bible Church and their radio show ministry, uh, Revival and Souls, um, on Instagram, Twitter. That's, that's what I have, so I can, <laughs> I can tell you for sure you can find them. Um, Deliverance Bible Church Hearst, DBC Hearst, and under Revival and Souls. Um, and, uh, you know, you can uh, uh, just watch and see, and they'll... Uh, notify you about, notify there uh, for any um, uh, Friday night uh, radio shows and for meetings with God on Sundays at 2 p.m. Until next time, be blessed.